0: The name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In church, we say that Advent is the season to prepare our hearts for the coming of Jesus at Christmas. At home, the reality is that Advent is the time to prepare our stomachs for food, for lots and lots of food. If your household is anything like mine. You are either baking food to take to someone, or buying food for someone, or preparing a dinner, and young and old are gathered in the kitchen, elbow to elbow chopping vegetables and peeling carrots. The season between Thanksgiving and New Year's is almost 40 days, and could almost be described as an anti-Lent in terms of our food intake. While this is not an Advent ideal, It is not necessarily a bad thing. Many of our memories and friendships are built around a common meal, and we see this in the life of Jesus and the disciples. Today, the second Sunday in Advent, is traditionally referred to as Bible Sunday because of the emphasis on the Word of God in the Collect, Epistle, and Gospel. You might be wondering what the connection is between the Word of God and food. Both are life-giving, and both take preparation if they are going to be truly edifying. As Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Likening God's Word to food that we digest, our colleague says that we are to read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest the scriptures, to the end that we may both have patience and comfort in God's word, which gives us the blessed hope of everlasting life in Jesus Christ. There is a lot of theology in that last sentence, which ties together God's word and the Christian hope in the person of Jesus. This is another way of saying that Jesus is at the center of our faith, he is at the center of the scriptures, he is at the center of our liturgy, and he is at the beginning and the end of our liturgical year. As Revelation says, he is both the Alpha and the Omega. Jesus is not just the reason for this season, But he is the reason for all seasons in this particular season of advent on this particular sunday we are preparing to receive and digest the scriptures which give us jesus the word of god two questions arise from this mandate first what is the hope that gives us comfort and second what are best practices for reading, marking, learning, and inwardly digesting God's Word? The Christian hope is everlasting life rooted in Jesus Christ. This includes eternal life and a renewed creation, but this does not mean that we have to wait until we are dead to start living this hope. Everlasting life begins now. While hope looks to the future, it is rooted in the past, in the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. As 1 Peter chapter 1 so cheerfully states, blessed be God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus There is also an aspect of the Christian hope that longs for justice and peace. If you have been following the news, there are cries from all around the world for justice from people who hurt. Not just in faraway places, but right here in America. Racial tensions are high, economic pressures do not seem to go away, and anxiety about the future is constant. In the midst of these tensions, we are celebrating the arrival of the Prince of Peace. And this peace that Jesus brings cannot be separated from justice. When we see injustice in the world, we long for the day when all wrongs will be made right. The peace that comes from the hope in Jesus is best understood in the Hebrew word shalom. To experience God's shalom is to experience total salvation, which includes justice and peace in all areas of life. Too often we are putting off the reality of the Christian hope for the next life instead of incarnating it ourselves in this life. Living with hope means living with the tension of God's eternal promises in the midst of injustice and brokenness. Part of our missions as Christians is to be agents of hope, bringing God's shalom to the world. We learn to for- fulfill our mission of hope by regularly partaking in the scriptures, as the Colossians says, by inwardly digesting them. We do this through simply reading the Bible, through coming to the liturgy and hearing God's Word read, and by partaking in morning and evening prayer. This is not always easy because God's Word is bitter yet sweet. References to eating God's Word are found in Ezekiel and in Revelation, where St. John says, So I went to the angel and told him to give me the little scroll." And he said to me, Take and eat it. It will make your stomach bitter, but in your mouth it will be as sweet as honey. When God's word confronts us of our sin and tells us things that we do not want to hear, it is bitter. But when God's word gives us hope and new life, it is sweeter than honey. As we approach Holy Communion this morning, We see Jesus, the Word of God, at the center. We come to the altar rail with faith and hope that the birth of Jesus means new life. We are also confronted with our sin, which is a bitter experience. This is why we confess our sins and commit to a new way of living each week. At the communion, we take and eat the living bread which came down from heaven for the life of the world. As we go back out into the world this Advent season, preparing our homes for all the parties and festivities ahead, let us slow down and remember to commit ourselves anew to incorporating the Word of God, the Scriptures, into our lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Not everyone that said unto me, Lord,